0: It was almost as if we were a fire and he was pouring gasoline onto it. I mean, like he was literally like goading me to play harder or faster or whatever it was. He was just like, more, yeah, energy. It was just like,
1: hello and welcome to We Made You a Song, the podcast by the Steel Wheels and producing partner WMRA. It is a companion to our new album, Everyone a Song Volume 2, which is available for pre order right now and will be released to the world November 5th. Every one of these songs on the new record came directly from a true story commissioned by a real human person, and this podcast documents each one of the stories, the songwriting, and producing process under these ever evolving and elongating uh, conditions under the pandemic of COVID-19. It's so exciting to be starting off season two. Um, We've got a load of just really fun songs, some really interesting stories, and I just want to thank you for joining us. But uh, for now, let's get right into episode one. Let's do it. I can't wait to talk about this song. It's called Where I'm From.
2: Where I'm from You are where I'm from Whatever i become I'm nothing without you
1: But hold on, hold on. Um, before we get to the song of this week, Where I'm From, we need to go back because our commissioner for this week's song, John Turnbull, had commissioned a couple previous songs. He uh, is a, a friend and a fan of the band from Chicago, and you're not supposed to have favorites, but he is one of our favorite fans. Um, <laughs> he just brings so much energy whenever we play a show, but he was an early adopter of our commissioned project, and um, the first time he got in touch with us was in the spring of 2020. He wanted us to write a song for his family's lake michigan summer home um and they called it old 47 so we wrote a song called old 47 let's let's give you just a little taste of that song take me back to old 47 where the birds know me everyone take me
2: back to old 47 i'm a daughter i
1: So there you go we, we played this kind of grassy old 47 song and then uh, later on uh, a month or two later after he got that song we got a note from John Turnbull again and he wanted us to do a version of a Bruce Springsteen song so we covered Bruce Springsteen
2: on wheels of fire I come rolling down here come on up for the ride.
1: John wasn't finished with us yet. Um, Our song this week was inspired by another email that John sent us where he described his neighborhood and his community in Chicago that is largely built around this historic school and this church building. And John wanted a song to tribute the way that school community uh, holds meaning for him and many other people in that neighborhood. So here's John Turnbull.
3: My uh, oldest son is 13, but he's been going to school for uh, this his 11th year coming up soon. So we've been here from day one. We live two blocks from the school. We moved shortly before here, shortly before we went in. I mean, not far. We were only a mile away. Um, but it's but we've been very much part of that, the community since we've been going to the school, yes. Um, and it, it is, it really is, it's, it's, it's my favorite thing about Chicago is the community and the school. Like, I, you know, a lot of people up and move to the burbs where we live and I would never consider that cause I could never leave this school. And I know a lot of my friends say the same thing. It's very common where I live when your kids get a certain age to leave the city. And I know that a lot of people don't leave the city because of the school and the said community. So it's really, me- it, it truly means a lot to all of us. So when I, you know, I was trying to think of the ways to get that through to you best, so you know, I went to my wife, Amanda, and then our friends, the Flanagans and the Kers, and had them pull together just thoughts and ideas and what the best, and it was funny, I thought what I sent you, we kind of were all saying the same thing.
2: The work of many now every daughter and son, one family, one home.
1: So we took John's explanations and his stories, and some of the writing that he collected from some of the other families. And we sort of uh, created a first draft for that song. We handed it off. We, as we always do, put it out to the band members and they created their parts. Um, so, yeah, let's bring in some voices of the band. I sat down with Eric Brubaker, our fiddle player. And uh, hey, Eric. It's it's uh, good to have you here. Um, where do you want to start with this song? Where I'm from.
4: Um, I like to kind of to kind of start thematically and like you know get a concept of where the song is coming from, just from like a almost a gut level. And to me, this uh, this I love the image of home in this song, and so it's uh, it's such this centering thing, and um, and home in the sense of a physical place, but also in sort of this, you know, the idea of, um, a shelter where you start from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's a, there's a point where, um, uh, where it's my voice that's, uh, singing you are home and it's almost this chant, this kind of like, um, you know, uh, chanting the word home is so kind of centering, you know, cause it's like, it, it embodies all that notion of, um where you start and, and and that jumping off point. You are home. You are home. You are home. You are the beginning
1: of it was home. about a school and about how a school can be um a point of community and An origin for lots of people and generations of people in a certain sense Um, and so I found it fascinating too while it does the lyrics of the song definitely bring us into a, a, a setting of Chicago in a particular neighborhood and yet it also feels like or at least I was hoping that it it sort of spoke to the notion that it's the people and it's like, I'm from, I'm from a place, but I'm also, it's like, it's all, all kind of swirls together as it is the buildings and it is the neighborhood, but it's also you and the people around well, that
4: stuff. Those built structures are representative of sort of the community then, and, and the work that goes into, you know, I love that, um, uh, sort of hearkening back almost you know the nostalgia of it but then it's got such a nice easy groovy rhythm that kind of gives you the idea of that we're moving forward too Mm -hmm. Uh, and so yeah um, just rhythmically on the fiddle like I I approach this as a pretty uh, fiddly piece where um, you know it's got a lot of uh, kind of good rhythm to it and the it sounds a little different than some of the uh, fiddle parts that I do, uh, and part of that is that I tune down. I tune down a, uh, a step. Um, what that does, so we're playing in the key of G, but, like, I'm tuning it down so that I'm playing more like I would play in the key of A, and that gives us a a lot of open strings. It allows me to do some of those shuffle kind of fiddle uh, stuff that is all out of first position, and it really kind of just feels pretty grounded to me. but it does kind of give it this kind of earthy feel and it kind of takes some of the brilliance out of the strings of the fiddle and it darkens it up and makes it feel a little, you know, homey. What
1: does Where I'm From and Home, like how do those themes particularly feel like they're timely um, right now? Yeah.
4: I I feel like several of the songs on this album feel like they're struggling with this idea of... um, of time, what what does it mean to be in this particular time that we're at, but also like, um, well, you know, we were all kind of stuck for a while, right? Like literally not leaving our houses and then separated from people and a lot of times where, you know, we wanted to be somewhere we weren't. So a lot of time to think um, about where we are, where we're going and the, the passage of time. And so like, I really love some of the songs here that deal with like this idea of honoring our past and where we've been, but then how do we move forward in a way that's intentional? And, um, there's a lot of changes right now and a lot of them feel unsettling. Um, and I hope that we can kind of take those changes, uh, intentionally and, and make some changes that will improve, you know, our situation going forward. Um, and, I think about how, um, there's one line in this song, um, all the courage without pride. And, um, I think what spoke to me about that is, you know, we're both dads. We, uh, we want to give our kids like, um, confidence and strength to go forward, but with humility, right. And, and recognizing that, that, that times change and you need to be flexible to, to respond to those in a empathic way, and so um, yeah, those those themes really spoke to me in a, in a number of these songs, but particularly yeah, that that line, all the courage without pride. That's mm-hmm. that's something we should uh, carry forward. I think.
2: All the courage without pride. You
1: mm. love could you be a T-shirt. Are... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so as Eric was talking about that line, all the courage without pride, and talking about doing this project in the midst of the pandemic, it got me thinking, um, you know, I've heard people use this term of a pandemic project. And um, in one sense, that's very much what this is, this whole thing of us recording uh, in isolation from one another, even just taking these commissions and, and trying to write songs was certainly born out of the pandemic. But, but the songs aren't really about the pandemic. I think that would be a real... Uh, kind of a boring collection of songs. Um, in this case, the songs about home and thinking about maybe the generational passing of the of you know, the torch of what the community means and the passing of time that can happen in a in an institution like a school um, and how important it is to pass down some of the best parts of of a place like that, to continue to create a sense of community. And maybe in the, in the midst of this anxious and fraught time that we're living in, um, it is going to feel particularly timely to talk about what home is. Um, so I, I hope it is. I hope that that's, I guess, uh, your hope whenever you write any song is that it connects to people. So in this case, we handed the song back to John Turnbull, to see if it connected with him.
3: So when when I did listen to then listen to it again, I thought it, you, you captured the, the feeling of community really well. And then my needed other reaction was Eric is so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's really good. Um, I, I, the um, the the way the clothes, the phenomenal clothes and the melodies like that the, that that was that, that was the things that stood out to me right off the bat. Um, yeah. and, and then I, I think a good a good testament to the song is that when I've sent it out to the community and the other parents has been the things I've heard back. So people hear it different ways. Um, All great. Like, so some people have told me they thought you did a great job of capturing this song for the students. Um, Others have told me they think it's more representative of the feelings within the parental community. Uh, And then I had another couple parents, a couple people told me this, that they actually thought when they heard it, it was written, and they, these were parents of children who were older and graduated already, um, that they felt it was actually written from the voice of a graduate. And I, I think all can be seen in there, just the fact that they, everyone feels so strongly, this is exactly how you did it, is a really good, like I said, testament to the song.
2: See yourself in the lakeside All the courage without pride You are loved, you are
1: I also, I always love having conversations with Kevin Garcia, our drummer, uh, and I sat down with Kevin to talk about this song. Kevin, if you uh, listened last season, you will know Kevin was our big, um, not only our drummer percussionist and he plays keys from time to time, but he's also the one responsible for taking all the files and doing a lot of mixing and as as well, mastering of those files to make it a cohesive song. And so he always has some interesting insights when it comes to the production of the music. Um, here's Kevin.
0: So when Eric comes in and he's singing it with kind of draped in, in, uh, in reverb, um, kind of o- over and with you in that um, build breakdown bridge that we do, that is in fact a nod to The Rising. By Bruce Springsteen, and we did a similar thing when we covered that tune.
2: A dream of life.
0: The burning wind
2: fills my arms tonight. Sky of longing in empty. Sky of fullness, sky of blessed life.
0: Come on, look
2: for the rising.
0: Come on. And so I was like, you know what? This feels like the right spot to put that kind of Section in there, and Eric, of course, you know, I, I don't think we even necessarily talked about him doing that specifically. He just did it. Um, I think probably because maybe he was thinking, you know, oh, John's gonna love this. I'm gonna do this type of thing, and it sounds like a little bit of the, you know, the Rising. And um, so yeah, I, I ended up running with it as well. I was just like, great, that's just like the Rising. Crank up the verb. There we go.
1: <laughs> nice. That's really cool. I hadn't thought of that reference at all um but that's really awesome and yes how funny that it's it was yet another song that John Turnbull had commissioned of us like
0: and and they are very different tunes but it almost like speaks to the way in which John responds to our music where it's every song it's like you know like we just scored the winning touchdown literally it's like you know chest bumps and high fives and it's just amazing his energy I feel like fuels me sometimes when he's at a show you know and it's it's just so you know and and so was just so neat to like give him two songs where one was like very grassy and one was like very like Bruce or you know like modern rock almost and it's almost like speaks to you know the diversity for which he's down for you know for, for the different kinds of tunes that we, that we are, you know, that we do. Man, he
1: is such a special, special audience member. That is for sure. And yeah, I think he has like, there have been shows he's been to where the rest of the crowd is giving us nothing, but like you look to John and you're like, that's all I need. I just need (laughs) that guy because man, he's given it all.
0: I remember when we played at the beach recently and um, he was like right in front. We were, it was on the last song, we were playing Keep On. And I mean, like, it was almost as if we were a fire and he was pouring gasoline onto it. I mean, like he was literally like goading me to play harder or faster or whatever it was. He was just like, more, yeah, energy. It was just like, ha. <laughs> Oh, man, I love that guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, right and and it's it's like it can be distracting when audience members are like taking like ha- have an enormous energy because it's not the show is not about them, and there there are times when audience members take too much like they start talking to you or they start like whatever. But that's not what we're talking about here. It's just that he has got such an enthusiasm that is that comes out as this unbridled joy uh like like those like those youtube videos you've seen of like a kid getting you know like the toy he wanted and couldn't believe that he got for christmas you know it's like opening up that gift after every single song that we play in a set and it's just like wow you know it's amazing yeah okay so listeners now it's your turn to be the judge you decide if this is uh a worthy song of a chest bump or a high five, uh, but here is the complete song where I'm from. to thank John Turnbull for telling us his story, for inspiring the song, and also for sitting down and joining us for the podcast. I want to thank also Kevin Garcia and Eric Brubaker, my bandmates, for chatting about the song-making process, and you can look forward to hearing more from them, as well as Jay Lapp, and even our outgoing bass player, Brian Dickel, will make an appearance this season, so we'll look forward to that. Our presenting sponsor is Old Hill Cider, located at Showalter's Orchard in Timberville, Virginia. Old Hill was started by a real Shenandoah Valley farming family. They have been around. They know their apples. They know the trees. They know the soil that those trees live in, and they understand how apples are grown. They understand how hard cider is made. They know they've taken the time to learn the rules so that now they can bend and break and make up their own rules, and I I truly do, I love their product, Uh, I am so happy to get to partner with them, because it'd be a lot harder to do these little spots about something you didn't believe in, but um, I like to get uh, cans or bottles of Old Hill Cider when I go to our food co-op here in Harrisonburg, Virginia, Um, I tend to prefer a drier cider, I love their Farmhand or Uh, even Yesteryear, it's another one of their flagship ciders, but you can also get cans of this uh, off the press, um, which is just like, it just tastes like a real apple somehow, like they've, it's not super sweet, and it's not the driest cider, but it just tastes like an apple in a can, it's such a refreshing thing in the summertime, um, But anyway, you can find out all about Old Hill Cider at showaltersorchard.com or just go pay him a visit in Timberville, Virginia. Go get an apple. Just go pick an apple, get a few bottles, but support Old Hill Cider. You'll be glad you did. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you to Matt Bingay from WMRA for editing the podcast and for making us feel at home back in this podcasting chair in the second season of we made you a song we hope to try some new things maybe take the interviews a little deeper and go to some unexpected places perhaps we'll, we'll see we'll see we hope um these songs are a kind of artistic companion and we hope that you can take them wherever you go i remember listening to green day uh on a cassette tape in my 1987 chevrolet nova on the way to and from high school for the better part of a whole school year And I can just distinctly remember how Pearl Jam sounded through a certain broken speaker at the public pool in probably the summer of 92. Um, There are hymns from my childhood that still will make me cry if I hear the first few bars, because I can remember how my grandma's voice sounded singing soprano from one of those front benches in my childhood church. You know, songs create and bring us back home and so however you made it to this podcast we are very grateful that you've given our little songs a a little place in your musical home and wherever you go and however long you're gone you can always remember we made you a song.